Well, hello. I'm Amelia Myers. I'm Jason Rosewarf. And, and this, this is Married, married to Hollywood, Hollywood, where we break down the good, the bad, and the ugly about being married to each other and the industry. Hey. Hey, love. How you doing? How you doing? You Day know, 16. Just Is it 16 of official quarantine? I feel 17? Like you, you've 17. been in it for 20 days. I've... I think I have. Are, today's official day 17. You're coming up on 21 days then. Because you be haven't left the house since Friday. Friday before. Yeah. yeah. So, cool. How you doing? Um, getting stir crazy, getting anxious to do stuff. Wanted to feel creative. Glad we're doing this. <laughs> um, trying not to let my wheels spin into uh, absolute despair. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> uh, you know, it's up and down. Overall, not bad. I'm not going stir crazy. As far as like wanting to get out of the house, which is surprising. Um, but I am as far as the creative aspect and going, yeah. oh my gosh, it's April. There's no normally so much more going on career wise and just what we're doing. My show was supposed to open last week, last on, on Friday. And I had a little sad moment about that. That was a rough day. Um, but, you know, as long as we're all in this together and really helping yeah, stay home, flatten the curve, stay home, people. Not just flattening the curve, but also being responsible um, uh, flattening the curve is just part of it. Well, it's part of it. Yeah. It's part of it. But no, uh, it, I think it's surprising me so much how many people are still... Just carrying on, like if everything's normal. Yeah. And I know the majority of people are taking it seriously, but there are those true? who... Well, maybe in our circles or, you know, people I know. we... I see a lot of people being kind of flippant about it, so I don't know. It's it's alarming. It's frustrating. But the CNN host Chris Cuomo uh, tested positive, so he's at so home. did Brian Stokes Mitchell. I yeah. found that out just a few minutes it's ago. Scary. It is. Um, Andy Cohen's doing better though. Andy Cohen, yeah, from Bravo, um, uh, the head of the health ministry in Israel, tested positive. Wow. It's it's and a guy I've known scary. for for years. We're we're friendly. We're we're Facebook friends now, but we know each other from the TVI days way back mm-hmm. when. Um, he. Didn't know if he had it or not, but has been horrifically sick for a couple of weeks. Like mm. horrifically, finally got tested, um, and it it is. But Oy. he's he's on the back end now, getting better. It was the worst two and a half weeks of his life. I can't imagine. And he did post. So Todd, I'm I'm glad you're doing better. He did post just so people knew That's the experience scary. of what he's been through, um, and it's it's so before shocking. before I guess before we carry on, we actually have guests today. Um, <gasps> we have guests, you yeah. guys. It's the the first the first official guest of twenty twenty. Lord and Lady McLean. Lord and Lady McLean. We have have newlyweds and amazing Uh, um, parents parents. and insanely (laughs) beautiful people who are freakishly an attractive couple. Like they are so pretty, Um, and just good good people. Very good people. Uh, And Maria, of course, we've known forever. Yeah. And her husband Patrick. We've known for a good while now. Yeah. (laughs) So they'll be on in just just a couple of just a couple of minutes here. Um, And but before we before we carry on to them, I just want to take a moment and say thank you to all of the first responders, the people in the medical community who are doing everything they can to protect the world, uh, who are putting themselves in danger every yeah, day. every day. And then not just those people who um, whose praise should be sung every day, all the time anyway, but the people that are still going to work, that are trying to do their best to make a living for themselves, but that are also trying to lessen the inconvenience to the rest of us, the people in your grocery stores, your convenience stores, your pharmacies, Mm -hmm. the people Mm -hmm. working at gas stations still, as well as some restaurants, things like that. Like these are people who can't afford not to work in a lot of those cases. And and we really appreciate themselves putting themselves at risk. Even if the people, you know, 
from Uber Eats to Postmates, all, all those different services, the people that are trying to keep this as normal a time as possible, who are doing what they can. Thank you so much for everything you're doing. And then to the people who are staying home, keep on staying home. Uh, hopefully this doesn't handicap you too much financially. Hopefully you're able to come back from it. But um, continue to be we're brave. We're all in it together. Continue to show love. Continue to show optimism. Continue to be positive. Beautifully said. And uh, yeah, we love you. And thank you for listening. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, I second everything you said, so I'm not going to cool. repeat it because it's you're, Great. you nailed it. Ditto. Um, <laughs> ditto. Duly ditto. <laughs> I like that. Duly ditto. Uh, one thing I did get to do today that was creative, which was actually very nice. Um, I got to participate. In, uh, it was a Zoom, a Zoom meeting yeah. where uh, a woman I, I met years and years and years ago again, who's now a teacher in North Carolina, had three people from the acting world and film and television all in to this class so that we could talk to their students That's who really cool. uh, range from ages eight to 18 it was mostly 14 to 18, but there was this little eight year old who had the cutest questions. Uh, but we just got to talk about our experiences, how long we've been out here. Uh, we each had to give a little snippet of, of our lives. As, you, as how's artists. your bio feel? It was good. It was good. Um, and then have these, then the next generation who's coming into our industry really asking very intelligent questions. Good. And it was fun for the actors who were there today to go, yeah, all right, let's talk about this and really, really <laughs> lay it out there. And it was, it was fun because I got to see the excitement and just that, that innocent look in their eyes. Yeah. You, you remember when you first came here and you were all bright eyed, bushy tail? I don't know that I had that. Oh, I so did. I mean, you, yeah, I still you do. Did. You but, do. I don't but know that it I ever was, had it. It was even even brighter and more bushy-tailed when I came out here. I, did, I wouldn't say I'm <laughs> jaded or I've been jaded from jump, but I've just known this is a numbers game and the numbers are stacked against you. And you just have to keep on fighting and doing. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, don't, I don't know that I ever... I mean, I definitely have dreams. I definitely have stars in my eyes about certain things. But I... I don't know how uh, idealistic I was about this <laughs> choice as a career. But it was it was really uh, heartwarming to hear these kids ask things like, how did you get your first agent? Or what do you recommend? You know, what what are your experiences of taming your nerves going into the audition room? Or how yeah. what does a type mean? And what does that even look like? And how do you find what yours is? So it was oh, really yeah. neat to, from the very beginning, to go back. And the three of us who are working actors, two of us were LA, one was New York, who have been in this for 10 plus 15, cult. 20 plus years, these other people to go, yeah, no, let's talk about this with you guys. And it was, it That's was really cool. nice. So it felt good to do something like that. And uh, Melissa, thank you for, for having me. And uh, this week, the Anthony Gillardi Acting Studio relaunched yeah. online. How did that feel, babe? You did the first uh, We did our first class today. Wednesday class uh, today. And um, it was good. Uh, one of the things that I think is crazy about it is how... As long as it's good practice, all practice is needed um, in the sense yeah. that this couldn't be a more awkward circumstance doing an acting class via video camera, via uh, via webcam, <laughs> yeah. via Zoom. And Anthony's running it just like you would run a regular class with the understanding barriers in place of uh, you're not in the room with the person. You can't make them get up and move if they're not so inclined. Um <laughs> But he, he's handling it well. The students are doing great with it. Um, and it's also a really interesting way to think, like, is there a future where we're doing chemistry reads this way? It's That's actually something we talked about today. Well, not yeah. chemistry reads, but we did mention how 
a lot of auditions are going on tape. And now yeah. because of this, They'll, chances are 95 to 100% of pre-reads and first rounds and yeah, possibly there's, even there's second no rounds reason, are going to be There's no reason to have hundreds of people now. in a room. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I think chemistry reads you'll still need to be. Well, you can do in like some. You can for, do some. You can. You, there's some interesting we'll things. I there don't know. I mean, everything's everything's changing, and and we'll see how it goes. Oh, one other thing, and it'll be out I think next week. But I got to be part of a really cool music yeah, project this last that week. It was fun. It was so other much fun. The other than the technical difficulties <laughs> that were driving me crazy. <laughs> um, but I got to be a part of. There's going to be a group, and there are a lot of us who are involved. A lot of uh, singer songwriter. Uh, actors who are all in this, uh, everybody in quarantine is doing basically um, a version of free falling, which is going to be really fun, and I can't wait to share it with all of you. And it should be out I, next week. But I got, I got to hear to, a little bit of it. It was really cool. I got to lay down piano and then uh, record harmonies for the choruses, and it, it was, was really cool. it was really fun. Yeah, so that was that was great. So we actually got some artistic things done this week. Yeah, for well, the first yeah, time I, since this whole some people that I'm developing a script with, I got to read their first draft of the yeah, script, yeah. and then another script a friend of mine's working on. I got to read it, and I have to say, um, I'm excited to read that one. Why? Well, I just, it's the, I think it's the first time I've read a script and just my skin crawled. Um, and then <laughs> I don't think I'm overhyping it, but we'll, we'll get there eventually. We'll, we'll get into that. But I'll let you know when the music project comes yeah. out. We'll keep you updated with the other things. And we're just, you know, keeping on, keeping on. That's what you got to do. And I love you. And without further ado, Mr. and Mrs., Lord and Lady, Lord and Lady, Patrick and Maria, Maria Brees McLean. Well, Patrick McLean and Maria Brees McLean. Yes. And joining us now, we have <laughs> Maria Breeze McLean. And Patrick McLean. A.K.A. Lord, Lord and Lady, Lady. McLean. McLean? <laughs> Lord and Lady McLean. Yeah, you have a certificate. Where did you get her certificate? Like, how did you do that? You have to like prove your Scottish lineage, and we're both Scottish. And yeah. yes, I am. I'm just... <laughs> oh, quarantine. Um, okay. 15 days trapped together. I'm sure you guys are feeling really great. If you can approve your lineage, and uh, then you can buy plots of land. Um, and ours is in Glencoe. So uh, we're officially Lord and Lady McLean of Glencoe, Scotland. You guys are landed aristocracy. Congratulations. That's incredible. I hope you get the certificate framed and hang it on your wall. It's currently up on our bookshelf. It'll take a couple of years. Yeah. We'll get it framed eventually. That's awesome. We have so much to talk about because you guys are newlyweds. And we've known each other forever. And we're in quarantine. And we're actors. And we have babies. So I don't even know where to start. We can start with... Well, congratulations, first and foremost. You guys are married now, and your wedding is absolutely gorgeous. Hey. Gracias. <laughs> I was enthused. Did you, I am enthused. Did you guys file all the appropriate paperwork for that? Like, are you actually legally married? Yes, we are. Okay. Yeah, we, we have. Our, we also have a certificate for that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. No, no, Tom and Katie. We watch, we watch a lot of Vanderpump Rules, so... Oh. It's our one guilty pleasure. We are not reality sh- TV people, but that show we watch live every week. Well, so we feel do. honored. We're not watching it to spend time every with you. Time I try to watch anything like that. Patrick walks into the room and goes, "What is this trash?" <laughs> oh, it's garbage. It's, oh. We, we 
Love it, but it is it is garbage. It is dumpster fire. Knowledge that it's garbage. I, on the other hand, love it. It's hot. It's hot. Whatever. I enjoy the drama. It's a drama. How does it feel to be married, though? Could you guys? Did you feel a difference? Did it make it like we're married now? Or, or I mean, you guys already had so much going on. Yeah, I we mean, had an excuse for a vacation. Yeah, it was nice to finally go do <laughs> yeah. something after like a year. I guess Declan was nine months when we went on our honeymoon, um, but it didn't feel like anything had changed for us just because we had an an automatic family. Yeah. You know? So, you know, the day-to-day didn't change, but it was nice to officially acknowledge one another as husband and wife. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a special moment. It is. It is. Did you, did you carry her across the threshold when you guys got home? Nope. No. That is okay. Something to do next December. There we go. On the one-year anniversary. One year anniversary. I love it. No, though. <laughs> we did the rings. We did the like all the traditional things. Yeah. Did you save the top of the cake for the one year anniversary? No, I actually don't like doing that. Um, my my parents had tried to do that, and it like it there it took up a lot of space in the freezer, and I feel like it's, it's not conducive for well, especially, it. <laughs> especially now we need yeah, all the space, we need in, the all the space in the freezer we can get. The people exactly. we cake with. Part of the package was for our one-year anniversary. They were going to send us a miniature tiny cake because it hurt the integrity of the cake to put it in the freezer. And they just wanted us a year later to have. They flew it out. And they flew it out because we were in California. <laughs> also, how good does one-year-old freezer cake taste? Probably That's not. Yeah. Came up with the One-year-old freezer cake. Mm. <laughs> 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 romantic. So back up for those who don't know, how'd you guys meet? Oh, go ahead, Pat. Uh, we met online. Before, cool. Well, yeah. Before okay it was a Cupid. thing, really. Okay, Cupid, to be exact. Yeah. Oh, Cupid. <laughs> You're just thrilled with that story, Maria. <laughs> no, we so we we met like because Okay, Cupid was weird back then. And it was a little taboo at the time. Yeah. You know, Alex, actually, I had just gone through a breakup, and she was like, let me put you online on online dating. I was like, I don't know. That sounds weird and sketchy. And she's like, yeah, but just let them compliment you. At least it'll make you feel better about the breakup. <laughs> oh, I was like, uh, okay, I guess. And then it's she low hanging fruit, isn't it? <laughs> you showed up. What was your excuse, exactly, for being online <laughs> dating? Remember. Yeah. No, I, I wanted to meet people that were in a bar in my industry. So Yeah, fair enough. So it only took us a whole year of being friends to officially start dating. And even then, I don't think Patrick that, really counts it. That margin of time gets, like, less. It used to be two years. That no, was. it was just a year. No way. Yeah, it was. We you, met only did, that, you only dated, what's this mean, for a year? Yeah. He spent a whole year of avoiding our relationship before that. Gotcha. <laughs> if you're listening, things a whole lot. Things a whole lot. And then... <laughs> moving forward. That got Jason good. <laughs> <laughs> After that, you guys get together. 
you're playing soccer, you're acting, producing. What was that like before you guys were both actor, actor? What was going on when you were in the soccer world and you were acting? Yeah, I mean, (laughs) he really couldn't travel very often to see me just because, I mean, your schedule was so crazy and you were just committed. Like, you, you had to be there for games, you had to be there for practices in whatever city you were in. And, um, so I, you know, I, I traveled quite a bit to kind of keep things going between us. And then he would come and live in LA with me during the off season. And so a lot of sacrifice on both ends from the both of us. And, you know, that's what it takes to make any relationship work. Ours was just more a matter of distance. Um, so yeah, it was definitely complicated and, but Patrick was always so supportive of me flying back and forth for, whatever audition might pop up or if I had to go film um, and just always supportive in getting me any representation for whatever city we were in at the time so that I could, you know, potentially spend more time wherever he was. So yeah, it just, I mean, it took a lot of commitment even before we got married. Yeah. How did you feel about dating an actor or getting married to an actor? <laughs> <laughs> It's funny. I always said I would never do it <laughs> to be totally honest. Uh, no, I, I always thought like I could never date an actor because I would never be able to know when they're lying, but that's not the case. <laughs> I can, I can usually tell. Uh, no, <laughs> I mean, that's a very honest response. I think no, it's true. I think a lot of people misunderstand what we all do as a profession. Yeah. And, I'm a horrible liar. I can't even attempt to lie. You can sense it a mile away. I cannot do it. But when you're when you're do, uh, you're doing a, a role in the show, then it's totally different. I found me. It's not lying. Yeah, it's playing a character. Yeah, you're and you're embodying a person. I mean, that's like unless that person is lying, in which case, you know, yeah, you're a liar. Uh, yeah, but you're I mean, telling the truth. Once I realized that and figured that out about or figured out about that through dating Maria, then, I mean, the whole process opened up and the, the whole process of dating an actress opened up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Your prospects, Maria. Improved. Can, you, can you make that a bumper sticker? The process of dating an actor. <laughs> I like that. That's a good one. Yeah. The process of dating an actor. It would do well out here. And in yeah. New York. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. We have yeah. lots of emotions. We show lots of emotions. Yeah. We get in our heads quite a lot. Actually, it was Lionel Richie. We were watching American Idol last night, two nights ago. Yeah, it was last night. And he said, being an artist is incredibly complicated because you're an egomaniac with... Uh, and inferiority complex. Yes. So you just like <laughs> have the confidence to get out there and do what we do. But then you're constantly second-guessing yourself, like, oh, that was horrible. Why was I so bad? How can I be better next time? I should never do this ever again. Why am I successful? And it's just such a mental game that you play with yourself. It's such a mental game. Oh, my gosh. Well, coming in with, you were saying, you know, the process of dating an actor. Now that you're in it, there's going to be two parts of this. But before, when you soccer, actor, when she had to go have a scene with someone or fall in love with someone or how does that work now if you have to be in something <laughs> or you're in something you know every couple has a way that they navigate that what do you guys do do you navigate it or does it just happen <laughs> as it happens well i think at first it was tough 
for Patrick because, I mean, you've, there's always been like a certain level of understanding, like what I do, knowing that it's not really me, but it's like me using my body. Cause I've, I've had scenes like that. Um, <clears throat> Hold on. Nervous twitches. Yeah. Well, there's some interesting scenes. Um, the one for shameless we watched with his mom, which was great. Did oh. you really? <laughs> How did that go? That's awesome. I regret. <laughs> yeah. What was it? Yeah, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it that way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, he was definitely understanding for, you know, the, the scenes that I did have. And then recently he was in a movie, a horror movie, that he had to kiss somebody else, which was really hard for me because I didn't go into this relationship thinking I was going to be marrying an actor. You know, I, it it was, it was an interesting switch for me that like, you know, a process because before, you know, having dated another actor, it was like, okay, it's just something you just have to be cool with because that's part of it. But I never thought I would have to go that route. So, you know, we talked about it quite a bit beforehand and, you know, I didn't watch it. (laughs) And I'm sure when it comes out. Um, I will, and I'll be very proud of him. I just, you know, yeah, I think for the first one, I don't think I could watch it, but I think now that it's, it's done and over with, I think I could be a lot better with it. I don't know. It definitely helps me understand it too. Like being in a scene like that, where you understand just the professionalism that is involved and required for a situation like that. And yeah. how there's not like there's, there's not nothing some, romantic. About there's it. not some underlying <laughs> chemistry that you have to like. Th- there's nothing there. It's just you're playing a you're playing a part. You're playing a role. Like there's unless you're Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, and then you're really screwed. Yeah. Sorry, Brandon. Sorry, Jen. Yeah. yeah. And, and on set uh, romances, they do. They happen like that all the time. So it is interesting. Like as a married, I think couple, that that's also like the the fault of the practitioner, like the fault of the actor to not cross the lines well to also just to not like teach yourself how to come out and understand at the end of the day cool i'm in a relationship y'all are in a relationship and even if you're not understanding that showmance is a thing but it's happening to your character it's not happening to you right because if you're doing it enough your body should think you're in love right your body your body's gonna start feeling things you know you start doing some stuff in some certain areas of your anatomy things happen right you guys gotta make sure that you're responsible about all the other things that go with it. Yep. Yeah. And the commitments that you've made to the person that you're with, because at the end of every day, if you remind yourself of that, yeah, you can eliminate, you know, what, what your body might be going through or whatever it is, like chemistry might be going through, you know, and just mentally respect the person that you've made that commitment to. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys, you don't just have me together. You have the cutest little boy ever. That goes pretty (laughs) How's he's pretty cute. How's he doing? We like him. We won't keep him. He just like keeps getting cuter. I mean, to us, for his parents. So yeah, you feel that way. Yeah, it just no, makes like keep getting cuter. They keep one upping themselves, and yeah. it's, Lila does it all the time. We're like, yeah. what did you just say? Guys that think that Lila is adorable. Yeah, like the longer cute. her hair gets, it's like I didn't think you could get any cuter. <laughs> 
tomorrow, I think um, the three of us are going to do uh, pigtails. We're going to do family pigtails Because my hair is long enough to do pigtails. That's awesome. And Lila's hair, it just keeps getting in her face while she's eating. She keeps pushing it out of the way. And then she pushes it out of the way with food. With food in her hands. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That was like Declan last night had, um, oh, he did that tonight too, but he had uh, aviolis with uh, tomato sauce and he rubbed his eyes and it was just like tomato sauce everywhere. Everywhere. Right? <laughs> Extra long bath. Extra long bath. Oh. <laughs> how did your relationship, and again, this is different for each couple, but how did your relationship evolve, change once once he came into the picture? Um, There's just this understanding, at least constantly evolving yeah constantly evolving but there was just this like understanding that you're gonna be together forever regardless of what might happen or hopefully not but you know you never I mean I don't know like (laughs) but like you know whatever happens you're going to be a part of each other's lives forever and without a child you just don't necessarily experience that bond I don't see a way that you possibly could well, yeah, because most even yeah. if you even if you love your pets and everything like that, those yeah. are unfortunate. I mean, God forbid that should ever happen to you lose a child, but um, yeah, you know when you get a pet, that pet sadly will eventually pass. When you have a kid, you're hoping they outlive you. Exactly. So, I've never thought of it that way. No, that's that's so true. Yeah, it's so a like, permanent forever bond that yeah. the two of you you're, have. Created. You're stuck with each other because of Declan. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, other there are things. Like our love, but you know, yeah, no, exactly. It's, it's on a genetic level. It's on a molecular level. Yeah, it's so true. And he's he's one now. You guys made the first year. <laughs> we made it. Delicious. I wasn't so worried about him because he's resilient, but <laughs> certain for us. That first year is a big milestone. Yeah. Yeah. Doing now is he? I mean, we saw him. He was walking and it was unbelievable. But is, what's what's he up to right now? He's dribbling a soccer ball. He's dribbling a soccer ball. We <laughs> have sing. we have a little stuffed soccer ball that we got at IKEA that Jax used to love. So we thought, okay, you know, it's soft and it's something that he can play with without injuring himself. And Patrick puts it on the ground and shows him how to dribble a soccer ball. And now he does it all the time. Yeah, he, and he it's throws like, it on the ground and then he'll run after it and dribble it like it's. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, I try to do that for Lila. She takes it, picks the ball up. That was very well. Picks, <laughs> picks the ball up and, and walks it over to Amelia. She goes, like, mommy, 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 mommy. And he hands it to me instead. And I'm like, oh, we're going to keep the ball back and forth. And she's like, nah. She's like, I'm good. She'll yeah. start playing with it and doing fancy footwork. And she'll just be like, no, and takes it. She's like the one person you can't say it's fancy footwork to. It's still fancy footwork. It's <laughs> just... No, he does it on the professional level. <laughs> it's still fancy. It's still fancy. My only solace is you weren't an outfield player. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably fancier than I would do on a normal basis. So. <laughs> yeah, he's just, yeah, he's doing all I mean, so today I like to dance around because I just got AirPods. So now I have like my own private concert. <laughs> Yeah. It means I have to shout at her or text her when I <laughs> want her attention from five feet away. Whatever. <laughs> so today I was like joking around and I like was like I dropped it low in the kitchen and then I look over at Declan and he's in his little play area and he just drops low and I was like, Oh my gosh, Pat. So we kept going, Buddy, can you drop it low? And now he just like drops it down. <laughs> That's so cute. Right. The soccer player. 
It's actually, <laughs> that's a good, that's a good mix. Actually. I know, I, I know. Lila <laughs> <laughs> repeats everything. Everything. So everything. The um, the danger now for that is she can put together multiple, like she can put together a sentence, a full sentence. and repeat it and repeat it. So if you're not careful about your sentence structure or like what you're doing, it's just like <laughs> the other day I spilled water and I was like, oh man. And for the next 20 minutes, she goes, oh, oh man. man. Oh man. And she'll put in something and she goes, what's, what's that? And we talk about it and then she'll like half in baby talk explain something and then she will full on mm-hmm. say a phrase or a sentence. You're just yeah. like, this is amazing. And she'll re- like she'll ask, she's asking actually, actually asking questions now, which um, when Amelia was recently doing a play and she'd say, oh, I'm going to rehearsal. I was like, no, 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 you have to tell Lila you're going to work. That I was going to work. Because it's important for her to understand that you're not going to I was to leaving the house. Yeah. I like, with her because I was going to work. But yeah, and she goes, mommy, go work. Yeah. Mommy, I say, yeah, mommy, go there's, work. There's a lot of pestering for me to actually get her to call it work. But she gets sad and she goes, sad and I have to explain to her that mommy comes back mommy always comes back because I don't leave very much and so with that thing of mommy's got to go to work now and she would cry I <laughs> and for the last 15 days she's just been confused because she's I'm so home. confused oh so like she'll look at me she goes daddy oh. bye daddy bye the time so wonderful yeah, that's why I keep saying it's the silver lining that we're getting all this time. oh yeah but pre-quarantine because we'll talk about quarantine in a minute before the lockdown, what yeah. do you do to connect as a couple since becoming parents? Like, do you guys have a scheduled date night or do you, like, what do you guys do to connect like that now that you're parents? We don't have a scheduled date night, but we would occasionally have a babysitter or when my mom was in town, um, have her watch Declan. Um, but we'd go to the movies or we'd go out to dinner or we'd order in and just have like the evening to ourselves and watch a movie on Netflix. Um, we do make time for each other. We like to play games. So like Bananagram and cards. And I think games are like a big part of Patrick's home life and which I love. So I'm glad that we've incorporated that. It's also a good way to like actually spend time together, whether it's like in a friendly competitive way Friendly, friendly, competitive. Throw that in air quotes. <laughs> friendly, um, or you know, just ways to like be able to converse and talk about things you might not normally think of. And you know, we're still after six years, almost six years of being together, like still getting to know each other. There's just little things that, like, I don't know. Yeah, you definitely have to navigate um, your partner's strengths and weaknesses and your own strengths and weaknesses. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of figuring out that we do, you know, on a daily basis. So it's like, um, going back to earlier when we said it's constantly evolving, our relationship's constantly evolving and with Declan, it's constantly evolving. And, um, you know, since we did do things traditionally, traditionally backwards, (laughs) um, your own way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's the way we see it too. But uh, adding that on top of you know the already milestone of being married, then we have we also have a kid, and we we went from like zero to a hundred real quick. So there's a lot of things that we're uh, 
you know, that we have to work through on a daily basis. And Yeah, but it is an interesting thing for us. I was actually talking to somebody about that recently, that like we didn't get that normal time that most married couples get where you're you get to like learn how each other survives, you know, like you learn the little quirks and the little things you can live with somebody, but being married just adds like another, like, wow, I can really be myself now because you've completely accepted who I am. And, you know, now it, 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 we didn't get that, that time. So it's like we had a baby and we were learning how to be parents and now we're learning how to be married in the times that he's napping. <laughs> right. <laughs> Honestly, on top of that, too, we're learning to live with each other full time. Too, yeah, because we weren't doing that before. Isn't something we had before either. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's a lot of new experiences for us, and we do get frustrated with one another. We're Leos and we're hot headed, but at the end of the day, like, you know, we love each other and it's for life. You, know, you only want to do this once if you can. So just make That's it work. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> make it work. If you're lucky, you only have to do it once. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> and now you're not in soccer on that level. You've become an actor. What made you want to do that? Did Maria make you? Yeah. yeah how did you, how did you no, come into acting? Uh, Maria definitely is largely responsible. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean that in a negative way. I, uh, I didn't know, you know, I, I grew up making movies with my friends. I grew up doing some theater, believe it or not. And, uh, <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> she knew that. Yeah. But it's funny because in doing soccer, I, I, for such a long time, I, I had such a connection to, you know, that very physical outlet of my creativity. And now I'm discovering things about myself and what I'm doing. And that's, giving me a whole new creative outlet and being on set. And uh, I, I didn't expect to love it as much as I do. And I, you know, it's, it's been an awesome experience for me. Well, you know, I just got tired. I think we were watching, um, Venom. We were watching Venom and I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know if this happens to you guys when you watch movies and it just, you feel this incredible sense of inspiration where you're like, there's no reason why I can't do that. Oh, yeah. And for the first time ever, I had that for somebody else because I'm watching this action movie with this good looking guy who's playing a bad guy who's got these tattoos and there's no reason I look over at Patrick. I'm like, there is no reason why you can't do this too. Like I, he's been practicing, you know, auditions with me as long as we've been together and he's just naturally gifted. And so getting some classes, there's no reason why you can't do this too. You know, you've been gifted with good looks. You have a good personality. Like why not? So it's just the first time that like I've felt that way about somebody else. Have you so. been competitive in previous relationships with, uh, like, like either of you with, uh, your spouse or do you run into that in this, that you guys are all competitive about your careers as performers or producers? I definitely get competitive. Um, with Patrick because I've been doing this for so long that <laughs> when things come so easily for him, I'm like, it, it's super frustrating because I feel like for good looking men, it's just 
I don't know. I'm not a good looking man. So maybe I don't, I can't speak on it. <laughs> but yeah, like I didn't have someone like, you know, I introduced him to our manager and, you know, he actually helped us get our commercial agent and, you know, like it just, I felt like I helped him like get a boost that I didn't have. So for me, it's kind of like a chip on my shoulder, but if I'm going to help anyone and if I'm going to like, you know, encourage anybody, like, if this is what he wants to do, it's, it's gotta be him. You know, I would help any of my friends, but like, if I'm going to help anybody, it's going to be my husband. Right. Your guy, right. Yeah. yeah. What is it like? So everything's going, well now everything is, but it was already moving to auditions on tape at home all the time. Anyway, what is your dynamic like putting each other on tape? <laughs> Audition. Um, I, I actually, I have like a system for myself because you know, you, you kind of get good at it. And I never knew when he would be around before to help me out. So mm -hmm. I developed a system for myself and now he just comes in for like the other parts to just film it. Um, I have a process. I, it takes me a little bit longer to memorize just because I really like to get into the character before I start memorizing. Otherwise it doesn't feel organic. Um, and then for Patrick, he memorizes so quickly. I don't know. You can speak about your process. I mean, it's it's hard for me to, to talk about it in too much depth because it's still very much evolving. Um, but I I'm learning a lot uh, through through going through this process, and uh, Maria has been really helpful. It's really it's really helpful to have somebody who's also an actor to try things with and and bounce ideas off and. Uh, you know, and sometimes you feel like something's going to work and it helps to have somebody, it definitely helps me to have somebody who's really seasoned at this be like, yeah, no, that, that's not good. <laughs> or like, yeah, that's, that's a really good idea. You should, you should go with that. Um, and you know, I try to offer my feedback as best I can. I, whenever I tell Maria to or make a suggestion to Maria, uh, you know, we, I try to do it with a grain of salt or try to tell her to take it with a grain of salt because, um, you know, my, my time in this industry has been limited so far. But so. I, I don't think you have to have time in the industry to give feedback because the people you're performing for are generally not actors. You know, they're people with other jobs and other lives and you know, they, everybody has an opinion. So your opinion is valid regardless of what you do for a living. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, you you might not have, you know, a ton of credits, but that you're still a person that watches movies and you watch TV shows and you know what people do on camera. So if it doesn't look organic to you, point it out. Right. Makes Which is sense. What I do. Yeah. Yeah. Right. How is uh, <laughs> positioning at home worked out with Declan? Yeah. Because we, we struggle we, with we run into the, timing out <laughs> self tapes with Linda's naps that work? It's so hard because you'll be in the middle of like a take and all of a sudden you hear ah, <laughs> from upstairs and it's like, oh, I guess, <laughs> I guess the baby's away. So we try to do things like after he goes to bed and then by that time you're just exhausted. So yeah, you want to try and get done. Yeah, we shoot for nap times or... Like at the beginning of the nap. Uh, beginning of the nap, you've got like an hour window of solid sleep time. <laughs> and then at night after 8.30, you're pretty much it. 
we ran into for a while. We were like, how do we do this? There were a couple things that came in where he had to scream. It was like, like a like war scene. Shouting. And it was like nine thirty, ten o'clock at night. We were finally able to do it. And we were like, wait, you can't scream at the top of your lungs. How, the baby. How, how do I how do I present we? screaming on a self tape without actually being a soldier? <laughs> had Scream in my eyes. With your eyes. Her eyes. Or I had someone was grabbing me and I had to scream and I was like, I can't, I can't. She's asleep. So we had to figure out a way of, all right, I think there was the one screaming one where you took her out of the house Mm -hmm. and we pre-recorded lines to talk back at so we could get the full level volume. Like we had to get real creative with certain things. Yeah. No, there's there's a lot of pre-recorded yeah. auditions. Voiceover auditions always happen in the car at this point. Yeah, oh. they were in the closet for a long time, but I'm doing them in the closet. Again. I do it mostly in the closet, but if it's one where you have to get loud. sing or get loud, even <laughs> other things that like it it just makes me realize how much I took for granted before Declan was born. Not that I change a thing, but there were just so many things that got done that or like wasted time. Why did I waste time on the couch? I should have been hustling my butt off. <laughs> we talk about this pretty one, regularly. That's so one true. Of, one of the craziest things about the quarantine for us is because I had such a regimented life with my day job that we just have so much more time together that we're just kind of like, oh, this is so nice to like spend the time. It's like we actually get to see each and other. And then two, three hours will go by during a nap or like at night, and we're like, we didn't oh, get we didn't anything, anything done. Yeah. <laughs> I know. We figured we'd try to be productive during the quarantine, and we are not being effective in that regard. Really hard because you, at least I find myself, like, instead of doing things that I should be doing, I want to spend more time with Declan because I'm like, wow, we're quarantined. How much, like, what happens when this is all over? And then I have to go film, you know, a movie in wherever I'm filming it. And then I'm not going to get to see him for a while. Right now I have an opportunity to watch every single thing he does and interact with every single thing that he does. And why not take that? So if it means not getting stuff done or we don't sweep the floor for two days instead of every day, you know, we get to spend that time with our son. And that is something so rare. I was saying this to Patrick just the other day, most parents, they don't see their kids from nine to five or however long, you know, and Declan gets both of us every single moment of the day for the last two and a half weeks. And it's so special, special, special. And he has no idea, you know, but at some point maybe he looks back on it and like, you know, can see the development that, but he's too young to remember. I'm not talking about remembering. I'm just saying like the skills that he develops. Oh, gotcha. And you're definitely going to, you're going to build a, build a bedrock for his life where he might not remember this at all, but his body, and his, his body, soul, his emotion, his he'll remember. He'll remember. He's still loved and cared for because during this time he had both of his parents, you know, yeah. we, we talk about the silver lining of that all the time. A friend of one of my best friends from high school, she has three. I cannot imagine having more than one child right now, by the way, with the quarantine and any, all my friends who have multiples, I'm like, you guys, Saints. I don't Saints. know how you're doing this or anything from like eight to 11. We were talking about that yesterday. They must be going nuts. <laughs> I know. Julie's kids are, they're eight, five and one. And she posted this thing. It just made me smile where it said, picture it's 2030. 
and your eight-year-old is now a freshman in college kind of a thing. And they're going to come home and be like, mom, dad, you know, we're learning in this class all about the quarantine in 2020 and all of the deaths and the violence and the shortages of this and the loss of jobs and economy crashing and people hoarding Purell. People hoarding toilet paper and Purell. <laughs> Those people have got to be feeling dumb right now. But and you know, like, tell us about the time. And the parent says, you were eight years old. You lived through it. Don't you remember? And the eight-year-old responds with, well, I remember movie nights with parents all day long and pajama parties and pancakes for dinner and building obstacle courses. And it was my favorite part of childhood. And it was just this whole thing of perspective. Yeah. And it's happening right now is horrible and it's scary and it's terrifying. But then finding the little silver linings of having such amazing family time. Nothing that we can do about what's happening outside. We only have complete control over what's happening, well, to a certain extent, inside. And so, you know, yeah, it's, yes, we have to make money. And yes, we have to figure out what's going on. But until things open up, at least for our family specifically, what better way to spend your time than to like hug and kiss your kid? I'm sorry. Just no other way I would rather spend my moments. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. It's a cause for wanting to be on a reality TV show. What's that? It's a cause for It's what? a cause for wanting to be on a reality show because so you can just get paid to be at home. Oh, so you just get paid to be home. Yeah. 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 True. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Not not but it is it is there's like a, a large silver lining in my opinion because it's everybody gets to take a little bit of a break here right from the madness that is all of our lives we get to take you know they, there's obviously some financial but we're all doing that, you know, we're all going through that, um, you know, yeah. for the most part. And so there's just this, for me, there's this huge silver lining and, and it's that everybody just gets to, to take a break and really reconnect with what matters. What matters. And that's what I found myself doing. It's like, I, you know, I, I talk to my family all the time now and I, you know, I get to spend so much time with my immediate family here and, I don't know. It's, it's I'd, I'd hate to, I don't want to downplay any of the deaths and the no. people who are, are obviously experiencing some severe tragedy at this time. And, you know, <laughs> Lord willing, we really pray that we won't face any of that. But, um, but at the same time, from our perspective, it's, it is an awesome opportunity. opportunity. Yeah. So, to really connect with family and yeah, be together. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think people talk about that all the time that they say that like money doesn't matter and that it's family that matters. And yet they spend all their time working to pay for bills for their family, but they miss out on all the memories. And then, you know, they're, I just don't want to be laying in a hospital bed, like, you know, worrying about how much money's in my bank account. I want to be thinking about the time I spent with my kids and the time that, you know, Declan learned how to stack Legos because he's doing that now. <laughs> yeah, it's such an awesome time to prioritize. Yes. Like, yes. Yeah. And, and, and yes, you're right. Not to downplay the people that have suffered a month's loss or that can't breathe at this point. Yeah. You know, it's of course, of course. horrible. But for us right now, that's what we're looking at. That's, that's yeah. the, 
Hmm. You have to you have to silver lining the situation when you're lucky enough not to be the most negatively impacted. And when you do, when the mind does start to spiral, because it does, how oh. are you going to pay rent? Our lease is uh-huh. up in June. Every, every other day we're, right now, we're just we're like, like we're good, and then we're panicking, and we're good, and then we're panicking. We're not sure where we're going, how we're going to afford it. My income has stopped. His has basically stopped, and we're like, oh. <laughs> and, and the money that we, because we were looking uh, forward to trying to buy we're this stuff, we were really excited. But our, the money that we that Amelia had set aside for it was in the market. All Which of it. Which was crashed. Right. So it, we're kind of like, what's the next step? And it is all about taking it one day yeah. at a time and just trying to figure out that next step as a united front. And then where our industry is going to go from here, we don't know. No one knows. But like you were saying, Pat, that's kind of everyone's going through it together. So there is an odd... Camaraderie in a weird in a weird way, I think that this event in our industry is going to um, push forward the notion of um, streaming services paying residuals in a new fashion. Yeah, yeah. Not only not only the producers who are making money to keep things on streaming platforms, but that's really only it's only helping them. All of the actors, all the art department people, all like. Everybody on down from that, they're not getting, uh, they're not getting any renewals, the or residuals every time that somebody watches it on Netflix. That's so true. It's, if it's rebought on Netflix, you get a check. This might force yeah, that to finally be. There, that could be a silver lining to this. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And you know, if you look at the history of the United States, it's funny. Courtney was talking about this. The one thing that didn't suffer was the entertainment industry because. People always need something to entertain them. And so when, like, the general public talks about how useless actors are, well, you're spending all your time on Netflix and Hulu and Amazon watching all those useless actors. I just saw that. I don't know. I've been watching a lot of Tiger King. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. There's a whole other Goodness. We watched it. Yes, we did. (laughs) What are your your thoughts (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Look, as somebody who's from just a few hours north of where that took place in Oklahoma, I have to say, of course that happened in Oklahoma. Yeah. It's a very Oklahoma, Florida type thing to happen. I mean, I'm just sitting there watching it. It's like so painfully Floridian. Everybody is dressed like an absolute lunatic. And my favorite part of the whole thing is like Carol Baskin. She's so funny. Hello, cats and kittens. Hello, cats and kittens. <laughs> and then from a pro- completely just from a production point of view, she never figured out how to have her cards above the camera so that she didn't like so she could speak to people as opposed to like awkwardly looking away from her. In her psycho killer manner, yeah. Just, just adds to her character. Jim would say to me every time one of Joe's music videos would start, he'd look at me and go, and your excuse is what? (laughs) Why don't you have music videos all over the place? Between 200 plus tigers, a lot of meth, two to three husbands, depending on what time of his life, you know, he made time to make music videos. He made music videos. Tiger Man video is probably my favorite. Oh. I just feel bad for all those animals. And, it, you know, they touched on that 
I'm just, but they touched on it towards the end, you know, where he even said it himself that he stopped caring about them. And, you know, that's the whole reason he got into this business to begin with, you know, to make sure that these animals were kept safe. And, you know, those poor orangutans, I'm just thinking. Well, that, that footage at the end of that was like footage from when he started. I know. Yeah. It's just so sad. Money and power can corrupt people, and when they desire fame and notoriety, or not fame and notoriety, but fame and, uh, what word am I searching for? Infamy. When they search for fame and infamy over the actual content of what they're doing, yeah, it speaks to everything uh, any entertainer does at the end of the day, is that if what you're doing is soulless, eventually that'll come back. You know, everybody has to make a buck. You have to pay your rent, you got to pay your mortgage. Everybody respects that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if all you're doing is a transaction, eventually your soul will crumble in on itself. If not, everyone else will just abandon you. That's so true. Like, you, you get so engulfed in this feud. It just, they spent thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars fighting Hundreds each other. Thousands, yeah. Yeah. And they have been helping the animals that they got into the business to help anyway. It's so. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a, like, you know, yeah, we joke about it because they're such ridiculous caricatures of human beings, but you know, it's, it's actually really sad. And the only people that truly lost, actually the only things that truly lost in that whole situation were the animals. Yeah. Sad. Yeah. I've been catching up on. Um, Outsider. We watched Outsider, which was crazy. We're watching Ozark right now. Um, finishing that. Start Ozark finally. We've never watched it. I've always wanted to, and we're gonna start oh, it. We're gonna like it. You're in for Jason Bateman's amazing. He directs quite a few of the episodes. Of outside, of this one. Of yeah, outside of this too. one. Of yeah, too. he's a pretty talented guy. Yeah, he's super talented. Yeah. Um. on Marvel movies. What's that? Yeah. yeah, we just started with Disney Plus, and so all the Marvels that I missed, he's having me catch up on. And I think as much as I am enjoying watching the ones that I missed, because I missed a good third of them, uh, I'm yeah. having more fun watching him watch, like rewatching them, because he loves them so much. I finally saw Captain Marvel. We just oh, did Captain America. Okay. I loved Captain Why Marvel. Why didn't you like Captain Marvel? I loved it. I was really I, surprised by it. I don't like Captain I don't, Marvel. I don't like her. Yeah. I actually <laughs> I don't, don't like think she's a good actress. Um, it's it's tough good. because she's won an Academy Award. Um, I just don't see it personally. <laughs> and again, as, as, Marvel that, or, as Marvel or as Marvel, but especially as Captain Marvel. Um, I think Captain Marvel, to me, she seemed like she was acting and just in her stance. And she's just not, you know, there are some women that are just naturally strong where you feel like they could just like, you know, pummel through a piece of stone. And she just didn't give me that. It felt like I was playing Captain Marvel. I'm like, eh, I don't know. Um, yeah. Like when you Gal Gadot, when you watch Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, you're like, that woman is a badass. She could like burst through a brick wall. No, no, she, served, play she served in the military. Yeah, she is. Well, Really, but I just didn't get that same feeling watching Captain Marvel. That was just my opinion. I was surprised by the story. The story was bet- way better than I was expecting. 
it was, was a good story. It was, it was more intricate than I thought it would be. Um, no, it is. It was a good story, and I, I mean, to be honest, like I fully enjoy all those movies. That was probably one of my. That was probably towards the bottom of my list, as opposed to the top of that list for me. It's uh, such a big list now. I feel yeah, like a lot of things. Endgame is. I mean, that's clearly like, locked. That's like number one. All of the Thor's. Doctor Strange is probably one of my favorite. What I what I love about those movies is that is that good wins and that good like really does triumph and uh and i think sometimes i have i have a hard time with the industry because there's so many stories now where it's like you're you're being told the story from the perspective of what is a bad person and you're and you're having to root for this this person who yeah you're trying to show the humanity and all that but he's this is a bad person well that's what i was saying to you the other day we watched fast five the Fast and the Furious movie. And I was like, we are celebrating that criminals have just stolen money from another criminal. <laughs> Robin Hood. Wait, which one? Which one was the fifth? Uh, were they the still... The one the, the cars fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was the one. And, and I love those movies as much as the next yeah, person. Yeah, but they're all but just criminals. It was like an FBI agent gone bad. Like, is it's, Fast Five the one with the, um, the one in Rio with the... Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The physics of that, as far as like, make no sense. But as far as staging, the practicals and the CGI for that, oh, just oh, cool. like, every time I watch, it's one of the better ones. And I really, I see. I love those movies until until they started getting like so crazy, crazy. like yeah. like oh, I'm gonna jump across this. Like seven 80, lane highway, eighty foot gap to are going one hundred and ten miles an hour, and I'm going to be totally fine. Like <laughs> Vin Diesel jumps out of jumps out of a car, catches Michelle Rodriguez, falls a hundred feet. Is that when he catches the helicopter? No, that's that's no, that's that's a hot, that's hot Diesel. <laughs> that's, that's I'm combining. Sorry, different facts. Different, different I yeah, I, I just I grew up on pro wrestling, so I think. For me, the Fast Five movies is the equivalent of going to see pro wrestling. Because you're like, oh, okay. the story here is very, very, very shallow. <laughs> well, also, what's the goal, right? The goal is to entertain. And those movies are super entertaining. Well, like, it's not just those movies. Like, there's just so many movies where you're rooting for, like, Dexter. Yeah, we're all rooting for the... But yeah, but serial you know, killer. he loves bad guys. I, I would say more okay, like... Okay, but he's still a bad guy. Um, I'd say break, Breaking Bad. That's true. Yeah. He is yeah. one of my shows. My right. favorite, it's like one of my favorite shows. But I, what I really like about that show is the fact that they, they really pay attention to the consequences that he faces for making his choices. And the details. And I, I hate when those consequences in movies don't match like there's no justice where you know walter white he got it justice yeah and uh yeah so interesting perspective yeah i just i I can't celebrate I, i hate celebrating the bad guys that win because to us they're the good guys of the movie it doesn't make sense to me. So there it's not a lot of those. That's not about that. There are a it's lot. All, I think it's years and years of producers wanting to tell a story that made them feel better about what kind of person they really are. 
I mean, you're probably not wrong. Wow. Not wrong. Yeah. That's a very uh, psychological (laughs) way of looking at it. Do you guys have like a dream role or like a dream project project that you want to do? One of my dream roles is to do a, a, what? Please say you. No, <laughs> a remake of Twister and play Helen Hunt's character, Joe. Oh. I yeah. want to uh, do a remake of Twister and make it accurate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm obsessed oh, with Why? Yeah. I grew up loving Helen Hunt. Um, I don't, I just like, I don't know, she was one of those people. I, I also watched that movie about 30,000 times because I was so obsessed with the weather. Um, and I just found it so interesting, you know, as a kid. Yeah. It's accurate. Um, but it's just one of those movies that they haven't touched. It's a cult classic and it's something that I would love to do and i would also love to be um a superhero or a super villain i think i could play a pretty badass villain that's awesome yeah what about you uh i would say probably as i'm thinking about it here probably like tyler durden or in fight club uh brad pitt's character (laughs) or um technically character as well yeah 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 Yeah. 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 Just because I would like to do that. <laughs> Spoiler alert for people that... You will. Uh, but, um, yeah, I, and then obviously, like, a Captain America would be the goal goal, but... Oh, uh, yeah. I but there's so a lot between where I'm at right now and, and that, That's so not I'm, true. I'm looking forward to that. That's not true. You don't know that. One if audition. One audition. Or exactly. Justin Hartley, who <laughs> I had a dream... Last night, because Patrick's always told that he looks like Justin Hartley or the guy from This Is Us. Yeah. Um, I had a dream that they were competing for a role. <laughs> and so I woke up and I was like, don't be up against for a role with each other. Yeah. Even though Justin Hartley is 42. I, I immediately woke up and Googled him. And I'm like, I looked up and he was on Passions in 2003. That was his big breakthrough. But it took him like, it took him 12 years to book This Is Us. Yeah. And, you know, that's a, that's a lot of time. And if you look at that, like, you're about that same age that he broke into the industry with. And it's a soap opera. And, you know, soaps are finicky, as you know, Amelia. Like, oh, yes. You know, one day, you know, Gloria Flores on, you know, General Hospital. And she's like the villain, you know, you never know. You never know. You never know. Yeah, I, I actually um, I met this guy who's I just happened to see his uh, Michigan State soccer oh. shirt at the gym, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Like I I almost went to Michigan State, and so I went up and talked to him, and um, you know, it's nice having that that soccer connection with people because that that's actually opened a lot of doors and. You're not a threat. You're not an immediate competition. In the entertainment business. And uh, anyway, just got chatting with this guy. You know, come to find out later, he's on, he's one of the main characters on, uh, what is it, uh, 12 12 Reasons Why? Or 13 13 Reasons Reasons Why. why. Which I'm like one of the only people in the world who probably haven't watched that show. But I'm uh, not, but because I don't like 
similarly what you guys are talking about. I don't like glorifying suits. So it's, it's really well done though. Season right. one, season one was very good. Never saw season two. It's just not something I watched like the first two episodes and it really made me sad and, um, not really something. Yeah. Not, not my it, thing, but it brought me back to the time in my life when I like to like get super bleak for a moment when I thought that that was an option in my life. And so I'm fine now. I'm good. Um, and it, the triviality and the romanticism they placed around it. And it just, it broke my heart. And then come to find out there was a spike in suicides after the first season. Because they've normal, they've made, they've given it a sense of normalcy because now people are watching it on TV. That's, that's a very, it's a very, look, as an entertainer and as a creator, we have a responsibility to the youth to represent things in a very true way. And I think sometimes these things get glorified and, you know, that's, that, that lands on the producers and the creators for not, you know, speaking to the audience correctly. Oh, well, we haven't watched the show, so we don't necessarily know. I have watched two episodes. But have you watched it all the way through? So no, but I mean, we can't have, like, yeah, I've only seen the first season. That's true. There's a spike of in suicides. I mean, it's not just that. There's just like there's a spike of violence. But you know, when people it's want. It's a really you know, well done show. It is. The acting, it's really the well production, done. everything really is really, well, really done. well done. It's more just like they do such a good job that they brought me back to a place in my life. And it. It, it hit me personally. Yeah. They connected. They did their job. They connected they to the 12-year-old, 13-year-old Jason who was broken and hurt. And it just – they handled, like, from my point of view, particularly my point of view, they – it broke my heart. Yeah. I can see for a lot of people how it could be transformative if, right. they, if, it didn't, if it didn't hit them in that type of a personal place. Or where they were at that point in their life, if they'd never been there, it's just like they did such a good job that it hurt me. That's the responsibility that you take on when you take on such a tough subject. Yeah, and it's risky. It's going to be risky, and so you have to accept responsibility when you take that on. Or the cost of that, yes, agreed. Yeah, agreed. and these are things that you know. I I think about when you take on any sort of violence or like, you know look at Breaking Bad when you're taking that on. And I think they, they presented the consequences appropriately well, yeah. so that you don't see kids like, Oh, it's cool to make meth. I mean, I'm sure there were some people that were like, wow, this would be awesome. But you know, okay. he's not, <laughs> but like, you know, our main character is now dead because he's paid the ultimate price and he had to in order for that to kind of come full circle. Yeah. Well, <laughs> or did he? Yeah. I'm, <laughs> where I was going with that was... Uh, <laughs> yes, no, circle back, circle back. <laughs> Sorry, no, I, it's, it's good. That was a good tangent and definitely something worth talking about. But um, where I was going with that was it was, it was nice to see somebody who uh, was able to achieve like a pretty high level of success in this business in a short period of time uh, somebody who comes from a very similar background as me. Um, so that was, that was cool. For me a good looking man. I'm <laughs> saying <laughs> a good looking man, I swear. But that, that is, that is a really 
great points. And I think you could probably do an entire podcast based on, on that is just what, what are, do you have a moral responsibility in content that you produce to, to, to benefit society and to benefit the human race, you know? Uh, and do you see it that way? Cause I'm sure a lot of people don't, you know, it's, it's a lot of, a lot of, it's a lot of paychecks for a lot of people. And even I've come up with some ideas where I'm like, man, I, I don't think I could make that just because of the ramifications that it would potentially have if you were to say some of these things out loud. So. Yeah, man. Final question. We always ask it. If you could go back, and give your younger self advice, knowing that you were going into this industry and where things are, what would you say to younger you? <laughs> Stop playing. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I mean, no, I mean, it, it served its purpose, but I, I wish that when Maria was telling me that I should just act like five years ago, I would have just listened. And because there were, there were some really good opportunities at that time too. And I was so focused on what I was doing in soccer and, and now I've turned that effort into what we do. So I would tell myself to dye my hair darker a lot sooner. <laughs> <laughs> I do love you, Brunette. I do. That's awesome. Um, so it's I, a different competition. Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, but I feel like people take you a lot more seriously when you're a brunette. Um, I would tell myself to work hard, put my head down, know that, you know, at some point every little milestone is a step in the right direction. You have to celebrate little victories. And I tell myself to stop listening to the advice of other people (laughs) because this industry, you can make it in a bazillion different ways. And if you listen to one person's way, you might be taking away from yourself and not even realizing it. And, you know, stop. It's important to listen to what professionals have to say and maybe hear their advice and, and you know, listen to it. But take little bits and create your own success that way. Because, you know, as soon as I stopped taking everybody so seriously, I started taking myself a lot more seriously. So, well, that's, that's your instinct that, which is why you got into this in the first place. And that's exactly, I mean, yeah. What would, what would your advice be? Um, my advice to my younger self would probably be don't get a degree in theater. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Um, (laughs) What Still? were we thinking? <laughs> what were we thinking? Uh, <laughs> go at it younger. Because yeah. I uh, I made some decisions early on in my career that delayed my delayed opportunities and pushed me out of certain categories. And had I started cutting my teeth a little bit earlier, kind of what you said, that, that I would be, um, even if I was still where I am now, I would have a very, and I'd be in a different place with it. Mm-hmm. So I think it would be trust in yourself that if you do the work, the opportunities in the world will provide for you and don't be so caught up in 
paying your bills that you sacrifice your art. Amen. Wow. That was great advice. I would take that advice. That's good advice. What about you? Um, I think the main things would be, one, to actually take my own advice that I would give people. There have been multiple people who have come out seeking my advice, and then they have become some very large heavy hitters in this town. Uh, But for whatever reason, taking it myself, even though I'm very good at advising on it, it's impossible. It's hard to take your own advice. And then two, yes, I worked hard from the beginning, but there were certain situations that happened that scared me to the point of stopping me as opposed to using it to motivate me to move forward. Yeah. And I would tell myself, don't let that incident or that person or that situation of what happened scare you to the point of stopping and just keep on going through. Because again, had that between yeah. then... You never know where you'd be now. But time, I'm really happy with where I am right now. So there's, you know, there is that. It happened for a reason the way that it did. And if I had found success at a younger age, I wouldn't be ready for it. I wouldn't have been ready for it. And now I'm in a unique position where I can act and produce and can now help my husband and my friends. And I'm starting to like build that foundation for myself that I couldn't do when I was younger. So yeah, those would have been great to get into the, you know, where I am now at a younger age, but I wouldn't have known what to do with it. So there's, there's something to be said about just life experiences too, you know, and the ability to have had those through whatever choices we have made. I mean, that can only add to the depth of whatever character you're playing and it gives you more to draw on. And I don't know, that's, that's kind of what I tell myself when it comes to, you know, the last five years that I didn't spend doing this and, you know, that I'd spent getting experience elsewhere and, and doing the pro soccer thing. And but you don't know that your big break wouldn't be in coming from, you know, that character's experiences yeah, it be I mean, from like your last soccer experience that you wouldn't have otherwise had. So, yeah, we always talk about how lucky and grateful we are that we fell in love and got married and had our, our daughter before things really have exploded the way that we are working hard for them to do. Totally. And, that wouldn't be the case if we had broken when we were younger and just to, so Oh, it's, good God. There's no way I'd be able to have a good relationship with people if I was like <laughs> super successful actor when I was 23. I would, I was a mess. Yeah, totally. Mess. Like I go back to the Justin Hartley thing because he and his wife, he just filed for divorce from his wife in yeah. December. And I only know because I just read up on this. <laughs> attractive, but that's neither here nor there. It's just a full blown stalker. <laughs> It's not media. So she just talked about how much he changed um, after booking This Is Us and how, like, they had just gotten married right when he booked it. And then all of a sudden now he's, like, finally hit his big break. And she wanted to have kids. And now he's hit it big and he didn't have time for kids, even because he has a daughter already. She's 15. So, you know, it's just interesting the way that it happens and what's meant to be will will be and look at us we're married and we have our kids and you know we're ready to go ready to go matters out i love it tell us what projects you have coming up what have you what have you got going on that you're looking forward to that we can all catch you in pat yeah you go first (laughs) 
<laughs> an honor. Um, so right now I'm working on developing a project in Wisconsin with one of my friends who's a director uh, from the Eau Claire area, which is where I'm from. And, um, you know, just... Uh, yeah, working on a project, like a reality project too for the stunt world. Cool. Which, yeah, yeah, that should be fun. Um, and then just auditioning, and you know, that's that's about it. The grind. The grind. Where, the where can yeah. we find you on socials? Yeah, what are your what are your social? Uh, Patrick McLean twenty four. Across everything, that, that's yep. where I find you. Twitter, the gram. <laughs> the gram. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Cool. Twitter, the Graham. <laughs> TikTok? I was going to say, are you guys TikToking? Uh, yeah. I know you are. TikTok life. Follow me on TikTok. <laughs> Your dance moves um, are amazing. I love TikTok. I'm obsessed. <laughs> I do one a day at least. It's like my thing. I wake up. I wake up for TikTok now. I wake up for TikTok. <laughs> and my son, but that, that too. That too. <laughs> Uh, so right now I am working on two feature films, um, that I'm producing, um, and both, and I'm acting in both. Um, one is called the Lonely Hearts Club. It's a feature film musical. Um, it's an original IP by Jacob Johnston, uh, who worked on all the Marvel movies, speaking of Marvel. And, um, it's also produced by my friend, Brad Lambert, who works for Warner brothers and does a lot of their PR stuff, um, and their marketing. And um, it's a very intense, family-centric um, musical. And, you know, we're talking to a lot of pretty big names right now to fill some of those roles. And um, we're shooting in June 2020, uh, but we're talking about maybe, like, moving to October. Um, it just kind of depends on how things go, <laughs> this coronavirus stuff. Yeah. Right. Um, and then the other movie I'm working on is called Halfway Home, and it's a dramatic thriller um and it's very uh centered around the opioid crisis um so that'll be really fun um and that's going to be directed by chris wheel who's um who's been an actor for the last 25 years and he's probably been on every single cop show <laughs> um and this is his second movie that he's directing and um i'm really really excited to work with him so those are the two main things i've got on the horizon and then working as an ep on a couple of other films that's amazing what are, what are all of your social oh i'm just at Mercury breeze across the oops there's my mother was calling um <laughs> yes <laughs> at Marie across everything love it love oh, it you guys thank you so much for thank coming you. on we're so happy this finally worked out yay yeah thanks for having us thank and, you oh, and once this is all over we can actually see each other in person in person for reals let's get together kids play Absolutely. We'll make dinner. It'll be great. Or lunch. Or breakfast. It'll be. <laughs> Any kind of thing. The Just meal. so we can see each other. The meals. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you. And thank you all for tuning in. Like you said, babe. I'm Amelia Meyer. I'm Jason Rosewall. And, and this, this has been, been Married to Hollywood. Hollywood. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.